We're building an app where people can visualize uh, their movements and, and it's content creation platform. And we need a backend, uh, a, a network where we uh, use the crypto technologies to actually guarantee people ownership of their data, privacy, and uh, decentralization. You're listening to the ramblings of the Freewe, and that stands for French and Kiwi, and that's me. I'm your host, Jean-Philippe Giel. In this podcast, I document my entrepreneurship journey building Symbionic Labs. I talk about the latest tech trends, AI, blockchain, Web3, the metaverse, AR, and VR. Most importantly, I talk about data ownership and privacy. I share my opinions, the good, the bad, sometimes ugly, but I always try to remain practical. If you're ready, let's dive in. Welcome to the ramblings of the free week. And God knows what episode number this is, maybe seven, I think. We're well on the roll now, since we've been talking to each other for, I don't know, almost not a year exactly when I started thinking about recording this, but it's been a little while. And I must admit that I've been very slow to catch on to it. And I did get quite a bit of advice on how to set that up and get all these episodes running. And then I had quite a few episodes in the tank. So I waited a while to start publishing them. And then I'm now catching up with the numbers. Yeah, we're almost approaching. We're all in autumn here in New Zealand now. So summer didn't happen. It just went through. And it just had, we had loads of rain, loads of cyclone, and really a lot of issues, um, which makes you think about global warming and a whole lot of stuff. But anyway, this isn't going to be the talk of this episode. I'm just going to tell you a little bit where I am at. We're making really good progress, so I'm very happy, but I've basically not touched ground since this started. It's been an amazing ride. I'm now starting to call it a marathon because my goals were to put this company and our project on the map and what we're trying to build. I know the vision is bold and ambitious. I wouldn't like it any other way. But of course, I also needed to explain to people that Paris hasn't been built in a day and it's just not, this is a vision. And... This is not the first bricks that we're putting down and we're wise enough to know to pace ourselves. So Symbionic Labs was incorporated last year in about June. By November, we had a, a team set up and by January, we will, were starting to work seriously on, on everything. The plan was laid out. And by February, March, I started, I started the marathon. And the marathon basically meant I needed to get in touch with the stack that, that we wanted to build in the tip of the iceberg for our project. If you remember, there's three parts. We're building the hardware, motion capture hardware. We're building an app where people can visualize their movements and it's content creation platform. And we need a back a network where we're going to use the crypto technologies to actually guarantee people ownership of their data, privacy and decentralization. And so that was the part that was a little bit mystical to me still, and that I needed to understand better. And I did get a lot of advice from various people around, but I wanted to go start attending these crypto conferences. And crypto conferences, the first one I attended was Denver. Denver was amazing. Denver is like, it's really a big hackathon. It's a bunch of kids with laptops for weeks. It's total nerd out. I loved every bit of it. It was just absolutely fantastic. The creativity, ingenuity that's there. You have a concentrate of the latest innovation um, that are going to come through. And uh, in the same way, that maybe 90% of that won't make it through. 10% is going to be the unicorn stuff. 
And it was really amazing to be part of that and understand and get in onto the vibe of that community. So I really enjoyed East Denver. And right after that, I went to South by Southwest in Denver, in Austin. So South by Southwest in Austin, I'm going to probably insert a clip of what I recorded there at the time. It was just an amazing vibe. So I'll give you a feel of that vibe. Yes, I am here in Austin, Texas, and the beautiful skyline of Austin City behind me. I'm just on the bridge near my hotel, and I'm walking to the next um, actual events. So I mean, I wanted to do this as well in uh, in Denver. Denver was just amazing. It was just absolutely crazy. Um, this has been almost a month now that I'm overseas in the U.S. for these conferences. And I have learned so much. I have met so many people. And my Telegram account has gone from three people to 50 or 60 contacts or something like that. I haven't actually had time to sit down and debrief properly. And to be honest, it's been like a roller coaster. Every day brings its new lot. Sometimes I get into events which I think are going to be yeah, maybe not exactly what I'm looking for. And then suddenly there's a nugget. And suddenly I meet one person that is totally about what we're doing and, and or um, bring some some interesting insights to to the project so i i really feel it was totally worth it um i'm super tired it's been uh, very intense um i think i had an average of four hours of sleep in the in the first uh, two weeks um and i kind of dragged on after that probably didn't get much more than six um so it's been it's been very intense but um yeah there is so much to see um, I, if I had to give advice to someone wanting to attend these events, is as much prep you can do. Um, there's also a go with the flow scenario. Um, and uh, super important is try to find lists of side events that are happening because actually, as much as the actual sessions are very interesting, um, it all comes down to the side events because it's about catching people in a different setting when they're more relaxed, when they're having a, a drink or eating some food and 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 there are all these uh, networking sessions on the side that are happening and if you are not in that list um, then you're totally missing out uh, basically so it's been really good for us um, trying to do this um, I'm heading now to a session about uh, data privacy and data ownership and how to protect yourself um, you know from data theft um, I can't quote top of my mind the name of the lady but she was very famous in the Netflix series, I think around the um, Cambridge Analytics uh, scandal, and um, she's talking today at, at South by Southwest. So I absolutely want to make that on time. But it's been like that every day. Sometimes there are uh, two or three sessions, they're overlapping. They're kind of uh, at the same time, um, and, and I can't clone myself, sadly. So I'm running from one side of town to another side of town and uh, arriving 10 minutes late, and sometimes the event is full and uh, you can't get in anymore but uh, so i've missed a few things but i have tried to um yeah get all the side events that were relevant i had some meetings with uh, people were uh, angel investors people of venture capital firms um and representing them every single person thought um you know um what symbionic labs is building is is absolutely amazing and i know people are sometimes just nice and <laughs> So I, I don't take everything for absolute um, word of truth, um, but but it's been quite nice to, to see people reacting to uh, my explanations of the concept and, and, and uh, me showing them the video demos of what we've built already because we're kind of in it. 
Um, and um, yeah, I had only positive comments. I did have a couple of people were, you know, really questioning the, the technology or whether that was the right stack. Um, they weren't so sure, you know, things like, oh yeah, public data on a private, you know, private data on a public blockchain, whether that's actually relevant and why don't you do this in a private servers with loads of encryption and yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I did get down that road and, and, and explain to them why we thought this was the right path. Um, I didn't manage to convince all of them. A couple of them walked away saying, nah, I don't think so. Um, but um, it's okay. I don't need to convince everybody. I think it will speak for itself when it's out there. So uh, it's been it been good overall. And anyway, if I'm not prepared to hear objections, then I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Uh, because, um, you know, there will be loads of objections down the road. And uh, we need to be able to explain to people why we think this is the right way to do this. So... Yeah, it's been it's been super positive. And someone yesterday said to me, "Hey, the Department of Defense should be all over this." I'm trying to say, well, I don't think they would hire a company from New Zealand to actually um, develop something for them. But you know, well, if they do, you know, let me know because definitely I'll be all over that. Anyone who who's actually aligned to the vision and wants to um, put money into uh, developing this solution, uh, I think is um, is quite interesting. But to be honest, I don't see them putting money in anything crypto related so particularly not at this time <clears throat> but um yeah i think he was referring from the um sort of learning management system side of uh, putting movements uh movement training tools um and and you know um that's that's any physical activity any personal trainer any yoga teacher and potentially obviously army instructors so there is a lot of that um that would benefit them um so maybe these are a side product floating away for DOD. Um, I don't know, just uh, talk to me, uh, send me some money, and then we, we can look at it, um, basically. Um, but yeah, it's it's been... Um, I've also identified quite a lot of um, opportunities to potentially get grants. Um, that was um, also very positive for me, and, and um, that was particularly out of East Denver, meeting all the different protocols that we are trying to build with. Um, and understanding what they were doing and, and how they would approach our grants and, and um, what kind of projects they were looking for. And uh, we, we always tick at least one or two boxes. So that's, uh, that's really cool. So I'd be going back to New Zealand and really looking at how much money we can scrape from these different people we are going to work with to, to build this solution anyway. So um, if, there's, if there's funding that we can access there, um, being bootstrapped and, and um, yeah, Sort of self-funded to the bones right now um yeah anything would really help so i'm eyes on the burn rate and and the runway expiring somewhere end of this year i i just want to make sure we keep getting another lifeline and another lifeline until we get to a stage where we actually have customers on board and and we can start being positive revenue so that's really my 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 goal that's the stuff that keeps me up at night but anyway today i'm gonna enjoy this beautiful day and I'll take you with me and then try to shoot a bit more later down the road. Um, and welcome to beautiful Austin. Uh, this is my actual last full day in this event. I'm playing out tomorrow. So let's dive in. Let's go to Austin. Right. So that was Austin for South by Southwest. And unfortunately, this didn't make it into a full-blown episode because as, as much as I wanted to actually build on that and talk to you about different things that I've seen. The content creation is one of those beasts that takes an awful lot of time and was concentrating on doing two things through those events. 
One was networking, as meeting a lot of people, potential investors and potential people who are going to help us maybe fundraise or at least get a map of the land, lay the layout of the land around. So that was my first priority. And the second priority was to meet the innovators, the protocols and the people that I thought would matter in the architecture and that I wanted to have conversation with so I could validate my thoughts and validate the architecture that we were planning to use. So I did that. That was really amazing. So yeah, I just couldn't record more video. I did that one on the bridge there. I attended that talk that, that was the lady from the Facebook debacle, Analytica, Cambridge Analytica. That was a really inspiring talk. And then I'm actually planning to really keep in the loop with her about data privacy and ownership of the data. She's pushing for a few very interesting initiatives around that. So that really resonated with us. So that's, that was South by Southwest. It was interesting to see the gap. I was talking to someone about it this morning. The, when you go to Denver, you're really on the edge of the innovation stuff that's happening. And so you're really getting a lot of people who are building new ideas around. I mean, if you're familiar with crypto account abstraction, wallet abstraction, all these new concepts and these new stuff that's coming up about onboarding more users, etc. And so you're meeting people there. And when you go to South by Southwest, you then have all these big corp, pharmas, FMCG, and even big IT companies who are talking about all these things. And you get the distinct feeling, I kid you not, the distinct feeling that they're desperately trying to catch up with the speed technology is moving at. So you get all these people that are kind of, and when you've heard both sides, you're really hearing someone rehashing something that they've just heard and they're trying to grasp and understand and they're giving it to you like they it's the holy grail and they've understood it well and this is their but actually you can tell that they don't completely get it that they're just got into it because you can really measure the gap between the two discourses and the two narratives so it's really interesting and it also gives you a good feeling of the early adoption curve of those messages so that was really interesting to get a, a finger on the pulse on the, on that stuff so that was that's what i got out of the two conferences east denver and south by southwest in between i went to breckenridge and attended myas in house that's lake group that working group i met some really amazing people myas in the house i encourage you to get to check them out myosin.xyz they're really interesting people also on the forefront of everything so you get that vibe and then that then i flew back to new zealand that was a very short time i flew back to new zealand and then kind of really worked on more building stuff and then i was quickly down to flying back to austin for consensus consensus 2023 is another crypto conference so consensus is like a mini a mini denver without the Akaton part it has a bit more corporate stuff but yeah the consensus was a really good networking event Everybody and their sister goes to consensus, I was going to say. It was really like, you don't go there, you're not part of the group. It's like, you, you need to be in consensus. And, and yes, there are some important people that didn't necessarily make it there. But consensus was very interesting. The talks, the side events. Now, that's one thing. If you go to those, I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, you go to those conferences, you have actually a raft of side events to attend. And it's really important to get early on the list of side events 
and then register to the one you want to attend because side events is where all the networking happens. You can actually go to these conferences and completely miss the top speaker talks and then just focus on the side events because the top speaker talks are just opening the doors that are already open that you already know the stuff that you already know about. Um, it's nice when you sit in these uh, speaker talks to get a, it helps you synthesize and summarize in your head how it all fits together and potentially it inspires you and gives you a few ideas and things like that. But the bulk of the value of those events is in the side events and who you meet and who you talk to. It's the networking connections. There's no doubt, no shred of doubt about that. So that was consensus that I flew to Chicago very quickly for a very important meeting with what I consider could potentially be one of our first test client. It's a big institutional organization that has hundreds of gyms around the world that does a lot of content creation for fitness trainers and that does a lot of research around movement science and how to avoid injury and things like that. So I really value the work they do. Now, I don't know if I'm going to be able to close them when I'm recording this. I actually don't have feedback. I had follow-up meetings. So it was very, I take this as validation for what we're doing because they're very genuinely interested in what we're doing. They monitor what's happening out there. So they have a better plug than I do probably on all the new startups and projects out there. The reality is they are a brand, a very well-known brand, a very good reputation. And I understand because I've been in those seats as well, protecting the brand and being on a brand strategy sort of position with Samsung and different jobs that I had in the past. So they want to make sure their associations are seen, if they're seen, as aligned and resonant to what they're doing. And they also want to make sure they don't take risks. So not taking risks means you don't, you can't align yourself in a way that seems to endorse something that might flop later on or that might have some issues later on. You want to really control those associations. So my little finger mean is telling me that I think in the heart they're there. They would like to join in. From a brand perspective, they might end up saying no. They might end up saying no because they are afraid of the alliance repercussions or what it could say for the brand or what it could do to the brand if something happens to us. In reality, we're a very small startup, right? We may succeed. And of course, in all my heart, I have only wishes of success and I'm going to fight tooth and nail for this project to get through. But I do understand where they're coming from. So I'm also prepared in my head that this may not come through. And I know it'll be for good reasons. So, but these are good people and whatever happens today, doesn't mean that we're not going to work together tomorrow. So I definitely hold them quite up in there in my heart. And I think that whatever happens, I'm giving my best shot. It'll work. It won't work. We'll see. We'll just try. It doesn't hurt trying. If you don't try, you don't know. So anyway, that's that was Chicago. And then I flew back to New Zealand. I don't know. I flew back. That's like a marathon. I'm telling you. I, I had the, I bought the cheapest ticket on earth. I and my friends on Facebook were telling me, hey, you're having the life, you know, you were going all these countries and stuff. Well, I had a post of clarification. I'm having the life because I have actually bought the cheapest ticket on earth and I've got all these stopovers of six or seven hours where I actually need to take out my luggage and recheck my luggage in. I was sitting in an airport waiting, not really enjoying it that much just because I bought a cheap ticket and then you got a kettle class you got to regroup the kettle and then send them up into a different hub. So 
I flew back from Chicago to Denver to the airport and then Tokyo to the Philippines, Manila, where I wanted absolutely to meet the team. So because we're new and because budgets are constrained and stuff, I have a team that's kind of all over the world. And they're really good people. Most of them are people that I've worked with before or a contractor on other projects when I had the marketing agency. And so I met my graphic designer who I've worked with for 15 years and never met before. So I met him. I'm actually the godfather to his child and all sorts of stuff. And I physically never met that child. So I had a really good time doing that because I said, well, if I'm going to loop through the Philippines, I'm definitely going to meet those guys. So I went to Manila, met my graphic designer, sat down with a bunch of girls who I hired for the marketing that we're doing. And they were really nice. They're, I'm really happy with my choices. We discussed the marketing plan. We discussed the campaigns that we want to do. We kind of put a letter, laid out a plan together. Then I flew out to another city in the Philippines called Bacolod, where my development team resides. And that JM we've been working with also connected on Facebook like maybe 10 years ago or seven years ago or something. JM and I are both radio operators. So we're aligned in that respect. We've got hobbies around electronics and stuff. And he's a full stack dev. So we sat down there and talked about how we're going to build that app that we're doing and laid out the milestones and everything really clear so we could check on the progress. That was really good for me to move on from a Zoom conference scenario to an actual face-to-face and start solidifying the team. You know, it's a different relationship than the one I've got already with people that have been working on this project for over seven years. So... It was really nice to do that, to be able to do that. So I stayed in Bacolod for a week and really we, we did a, 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 an amount of work that's tremendous compared to what we normally would do on Zoom and, and Discord through video conferences. So yeah, that was great. And then I flew back to New Zealand. Before you know it, here I am. I'm flying away next week again, going to Europe this time where I need to, I want to attend East Prague. I've been invited to a workshop there with Dr. Nick to work on the DAO structure and the Web3 structure of the platform that we need to build. And of course, I have by now already got a draft white paper, a draft tokenization model, DAO structure, etc. But I need to kind of foolproof that. And talking to Dr. Nick, who's putting together the factory DAO toolbox for DAOs, is going to be very interesting and I might get a chance to actually build some of those blocks that I need to have in place. So yeah, I couldn't pass on that opportunity. So I'm flying to East Pride. I know the East Pride part is going to be a bit less important to me than the DAO workshop, but definitely into that. And, and then it's VivaTech back in Paris. So 14, 15, 16, 17, 17th of June. That is the largest startup conference in Europe. Now, earlier on, I did want to try to apply for the pitch part of Vivatech. Ah, to be honest, I didn't get down to filling out the form and applying. I need to get better at those things. Somewhere, a part of me is also wanting to make sure I don't burn bridges before I get there. I know you can apply many times for one thing, but maybe I didn't feel entirely ready. That's my perfectionist side talking there. I kind of always want to polish up stuff and I know for a fact that we'll never be completely ready so I gotta I gotta jump sometimes and just throw put a stake in the sand and just do it but yeah I for view I think maybe I thought we're not entirely there so the universe kind of needs to align 
and sometimes if it's not aligned, it's also a sign you've got to listen to it. So I'm passing on that, but I will attend and I expect a lot of good networking opportunities there. It's more corporate. It's more traditional startup scene. They do have tech, crypto, metaverse, web three lines. So we're not completely out of sync with that. So that, that it's a good event to attend and God knows where funding is going to come through. And I consider that we're going to be very global. I do, I am looking at start funding in New Zealand. I, in the gap between all these conferences, I met people with WNT Ventures, out found set ventures. And I do have a couple of angels in New Zealand who I've spoken to. It's sometimes when I talk to people in New Zealand, I just get the feeling they don't understand what I'm working for, what working on. And I always get this restrictive approach to say, you've got these three parts, the hardware, the app, the network. Why don't you just do an app and just focus on using the camera in your app and then that's it. The thing is, that's like the thin wedge computing of Silicon Valley model. That was a phrase coined by Dr. Nick in one of the chats I had with him. It's not what I'm doing. Please listen. I'm not doing that. That's not me. That model is the model where you want to exit in three years and you're just getting a lot of traction and you, and then you get out. That's not what I want a 10 year plan. I I'm in there for the long run. I want to run this thing. I can run these things. I've been CMO. So I can be the CMO of that startup later on. We can grow it. We can scale it up. We can pull the different CEO. I can become a CMO. This is not how this works. I am the heart and soul of these things and it's going to happen. So yeah, don't, don't reduce me to an app. That's it. So yeah, so that, that's the gist of the conversation that some people in a deep tech venture told me, you're not quite deep tech enough really yeah you're gonna have a commercial product next year well yeah <laughs> yeah because i i think that's what you should be doing right i mean surely you should try to talk to them all you should try to commercialize yourself as soon as possible that doesn't mean we don't have deep tech research stuff happening that doesn't mean there isn't long-term plans in here that i need to work on so yeah we will work on ai model training and we will work on having some longer threads, but we also want to have a product. That's, that is the way we can scale up and make sure that we meet our audience, that we grow our product market fit, which I think we have because we've done a lot of market validation, but I have no doubt that we will learn a truckloads more when we actually start having paying customers. So I expect that pivoting, adjusting, read, but we've got this learning content management system platform. It's the features and the delivery that will pivot and adjust and the way we talk and the way we structure. The platform in the gist is still going to be a platform where we're still going to connect the same type of people. That's our audience. So I don't expect a huge amount of changes on that, if you see what I mean. So yeah, that was... That was the, the gist of the discussion with user ventures. So, so yeah, my, uh, I started talking about how we think funding, we don't know where funding is going to come from and we think funding could come from anywhere. We, we think even when we're looking at crypto funding projects, like sources like Gitcoin and people like that, because there is stuff in what we're doing that completely fits that model. 
So yeah, definitely looking at following the money and seeing how funding is going to be structured, which part of the world is it going to come from, which type of sources is it going to come from, is it really, I have no idea what that is. So we'll see, I suppose. So that's basically what happens. And then, yeah, I can talk founder pains, founder pains. Well, there's not really painful. It's mostly enjoyable. I'm having lots of fun, but yes, it's a truck loads of work. And most of the time I, I wonder if I should clone myself or something. I just cannot be on everything. I cannot do everything. I, when I work on product dev, I'm my head's on product development. Um, I can't do marketing. I can't do networking. I can't do all these other things that I should be doing. I can't do content creation. So I'm trying to slice my day and make time for all these different parts that I'm in, in charge of right now because it's just basically me. And yeah, that's that's painful in that way, but it's enjoyable as well. I do like the diversity. I've never liked the monotony of concentrating too much on just one thing. So I guess I'm served really well in that respect. Right now, we're working on putting our board of advisor together. That's a very important part. I've been reigniting contacts that I had since 2015. And, and people have been really responsive. So it's been really good that I could call on to these people and, and consider having them back on board. So that's been awesome. So that was my activity of late. And yeah, I'm also concentrating a lot of efforts on the, and I expect to do a lot of that in Prague, in East Prague. So drill a bit more on concepts of digital identity and then privacy and custody of your data. The stack is coming together in that respect. There's new NFT models that are coming through where you can group NFTs and NFTs can have right holding on other NFTs and then some content can be updated under certain conditions if you're holding a particular token. So that does play a very interesting role in, in the architecture what we want to build. So I'm going to be discussing those parts of the new sort of stack elements that are coming to life, new wallet abstraction models. I'm trying to hook up with people at Disco. I've, I'm starting conversations with their identity. Their vision on digital identity really resonates with me. I really like what they're doing. So I'm really expecting to maybe integrate some of their stuff and work with them and some sort of partnerships. I think partnerships are key. I can't build all this alone. And so working with the right protocols and building the right partnerships is super key. We've isolated that we want to be on Ethereum. We know that we want to be on Polygon. We want to know that we want to build on Lens Protocol, which is a, I think I've mentioned this before, it's a it's a graph, social graph. So if that is what powers up your activity threads, likes, comments, etc. And it's got digital identity components in it. So Polygon brings CK EVM tools that are quite interesting around privacy as well. Protocol Labs, with IPFS Filecoin and their Bacalao project. It really interests me as well. They've got interesting stack around compute over data. I'm looking at homomorphic encryption and full homomorphic encryption or different protocols and running cloud networks with compute over data scenarios there. I am also starting conversation with Ocean Protocol who I've been looking at for the good course of nine months now. Ocean Protocol is a marketplace where people could monetize their asset, their digital asset data, so their health and fitness data essentially. But we would do this in a way that 
optimizes the data and decentralize them. We do compute over data. So the data would never leave our servers. It's, it, it guarantees that you don't have a clone version of the data out there somehow that can be hacked or mined. Yeah, so for a non-technological person, I am super technological actually, but you know, I know my limits. I'm not a developer, so that might be, the level of understanding is still high level, but I do drill into each protocol and try to have the conversation as long as I don't get into the detail of code. What I want to get into is the detail of the architecture and how it actually happens. I have a very good brain for everything sort of architectural. So I really enjoy doing that. So yeah, that's what I'm drilling into. And then I've isolated I'm, I can't reveal his identity, but I'm talking to someone who potentially could come in as a CTO on the Web3 space. So to build this MVP for us on this platform, he's looking at a scenario where he would charge a small amount for a three month sort of contract to see if we get along together, if we can work and we build this first layer. And of course, in Prague, I, I was hoping, I was trying to apply for the hacker, the hackathon this time to see if I could build a part of this. But the first instance, I probably, my, the form that I filled up probably didn't appeal to them. They rejected on first instance. So I didn't get the proof, but they said I could reapply. So I'm going to see if I can reapply. The idea is that I would divide my projects into little bits and maybe I could actually build a part of it in, in during the hackathon in Prague. So yeah, I'm trying to find ways to hack into this by the front door or the back door. But you cannot, you cannot, how do you say, you cannot blame me for not trying. I definitely do that. So yeah, this is where we're at. And it's been an amazing ride. I hope you're enjoying this little series. I'm also looking down starting interviews. I've done now I've done two interviews for other podcasts. That I'm hoping they come to to they come live really soon. So I will mention them in there as soon as they come up. I had Zoe who interviewed me really early on, and I just did I just did a hand one for a French podcast, but in English yesterday, and I thought that was really cool. So I, I do want to have my own interview podcast, with, which I know will call will be called the Connected Self. You will find it on this channel when it's when it's up and running. I've got a couple of people. That I've lined up and I just really need to get into it. I haven't got, I need to test the stack of how you do podcasts online and then you can record both sides and, and, and put that live right after. I, I need to make sure all these things work and then, and then I'll dive into it. But I, I want to start doing that as well. And yeah, we're putting together campaigns. So you're going to see start coming out. We've nailed our meme mascot. It's called Pow the Panda and uh, Pow the Panda will be announced in detail shortly, but as an exclusive preview for my viewers on this channel, how the panda is a little panda who is struggling with the conventional sort of health and fitness gym things out there. He is a bit shy, is a bit overweight and going to the gym is difficult. People look at him and during the pandemic, he was locked down and he tried to exercise on Zoom and do a bunch of things. And it was really difficult because he couldn't understand how to make the right moves and things like that. So yeah, but follow the future adventures of Ben Paolo the Panda. I'm sure that will be interesting. We're going to weave that meme theme in between two serious campaigns that we're going to launch. The first one will be about how digital identity privacy, data privacy, health and fitness data privacy in particular are super key. That was, that's one campaign encouraging you to 
take note that your data is not free and you shouldn't be sharing it for free out there against the meager exchange of value in all these apps that that want to follow us around and the second campaign that's more seriously about what the new move app does is going to be about how we you can wear your move because i'm following on the theme of the matrix that's always inspired us which is why the products are called neo something and it's not passing as we're not trying to infringe any copyright but we love that idea of neo plugged into the matrix and downloading kung fu that's really inspired us it was it would be really cool if you could actually do that that's what inspired me to think about neuroscience and of movement and how movements represented in the brain and how everything around cognition of movement so yeah the products are called neo x neo tracker for the hardware neo move for that and neo xr for the network platform that we're putting together and so yeah it's matrix neo downloading kung fu and so logically kung fu panda came to mind it was one of those simple stupid mental association so our panda was panda was going to be our mascot that's what we decided on it's completely anecdotal that ethereum actually chose a panda as well for the merge team that they had last year so i guess we're fully in the year it's not the year of the panda but almost so yeah that's foul for you and that's it for for news on my end we're still in changing weather it almost almost had rain back here and and now we're back to blue skies so there you go this is autumn in new zealand for you way too much rain this year way too much rain for my taste wondering where i should move to considering climate change and everything that's happening between political instability economic turmoil and climate change we really don't know where to move in the world so we know there are going to be big migrations it's a thought on my mind do i stay here so i really enjoy new zealand i really love it here it's a beautiful place it's a bit away from everything but that is that also has benefits it, it's signal to noise ratio if you're a bit in the noise too much you do have bandwidth issues here you don't have that issue if you're reasonably plugged into what's happening internationally your signal to noise ratio is really good here and it allows you to focus and build so to be honest it's not bad and it's a great environment to be in you still develop countries but now innovation wise incentive wise for startups and all of that i could debate forever um it has improved a lot in the last 7 years but to be honest not entirely there i struggle with some of the tools and and i try to apply for r&d support and things and it's a lot of red tape and a lot a lot of not a lot of helpful i do have things to say and i understand it's not an easy thing to put in place and there are tools and you need to take time to go through them i'm doing everything everywhere so i struggle to actually sit down and do paperwork so yeah don't ask me to do too much red tape stuff i just i'm busy building this thing and actually making sure we have a business tomorrow not waking up to a bunch of dreams and yeah nothing actually tangible that i can talk about so Yeah, I can build 3D 3-year R&D plans, talk about which parts of our research has some degree of uncertainty and how that drives everything and blah blah blah. But I'll be making that stuff up to be most 
most of it anyway. So do you really want to read that or do you want to trust that we're actually a legit concern and we're actually really wanting to do this and help us? Because that's where the bunch of the money needs to go. I need to pay salaries. I need to pay developers, contractors working on this project, doing genuine build. Anyway, thank you so much for watching this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to subscribe down there, show notes. I will try to put something a bit different. Every time I put the show notes, it's kind of the same thing. And uh, yeah, thank you for watching. If you want to find out more, just go to symbionic.com. That's symbionic with an I and a Q at the end. There you'll find all the socials and the different ways you can follow us. In the meanwhile, I would really appreciate if you could subscribe to this podcast, leave a review. If you find this interesting, don't hesitate to share it with a colleague or a friend. That always helps spread the word. And that's all for me today. So I'll see you in the next episode.